This is the Smart Passive Income Podcast with Pat Flynn, session number 150. Good morning, good morning. We've talked the whole night through. Good morning, good morning to you. Welcome to the Smart Passive Income Podcast, where it's all about working hard now so you can sit back and reap the benefits later. And now your host, who's sad he gave away his pogs in college, Pat Flynn. Now, as you know, I've been in the podcasting space for quite a long time now, and I've had a lot of success with the multiple shows and, and episodes and even the courses I've created. Part of my success is due to how particular I've been in the tools that I use. And one of my favorite tools is Buzzsprout. For those of you who are not familiar with Buzzsprout, you need to be because if you have a podcast or you're looking to start one, Buzzsprout is by far the easiest way to start podcasting and they're making it even easier. This is a podcast host and it allows you to get listed on all the top directories, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, etc. I use it myself. They've provided advanced stats for us now so that you can track your podcast downloads and understand exactly what things are happening with your show, which is really key, right? Just there's not a lot of data that uh, a lot of tools give us access to, and Buzzsprout is some of the best. They'll even help you build a website for your podcast so your audience can easily find you online and listen to all the episodes right from your site too, even if you don't have a website. On the technical side, this is one of the coolest things I've seen in a while. Through the host, Buzzsprout, you can automatically optimize your audio through their newest feature, Magic Mastering. So Magic Mastering is like an Instagram filter, but for your audio, and it takes the audio you have and just automatically masters it to match the Apple Podcast authoring best practices. It's totally awesome. Just, I love them because not only is it just a super easy tool to use, but I know the team there, they are the sponsor of this episode, and I wanted to make sure you got to know who they are because they're, they're a great tool, and if you're just starting out with Buzzsprout, you can actually get a special deal. Their plans start at $12 a month. Buzzsprout is a wonderful partner of mine, and you know, you can actually get 33% more time on your plan, whichever plan you choose, just through this link alone. And that's smartpassiveincome.com slash buzzsprout. And that's a huge deal, 33% extra time on your plan just by going through that link. You can claim that again by going to smartpassiveincome.com slash buzzsprout. Check them out, they're awesome. What's up, everybody? This is episode 150 of the Smart Passive Income Podcast. I appreciate you so much for being here, and I hope you enjoyed that rendition of Good Morning from Singing in the Rain, that's 1952. I mean, that's that's Debbie Reynolds, Gene Kelly, Donald O'Connor. I mean, those are old school classic names, and hopefully I did them justice in the SPI way with some beatbox. And uh, anyway, thanks for listening to that. But why are we talking about the morning? Why this whole good morning thing? Well, because I've recently injected a morning routine into my life over the past couple months, and it has made a dramatic difference in my productivity, my creativity, my focus, my business life, my personal life, in all different ways, and I'm gonna share all those things with you in this episode and talk about sort of how my schedule has changed over time. And at the end, I'm gonna give you pretty much a rundown of what my day looks like. And unlike before, now, ever since implementing this uh, morning routine and hearing some advice on other podcasts on how successful entrepreneurs maximize and optimize what they do, I have a very specific set of things I do in the morning, very regimented, very, you know, without having to think about doing it, I just do these things. And I leave the hardcore decision making for, you know, more important things, not 
hmm, should I make coffee now or, you know, should I brush my teeth first or go exercise first? Not that. It is saved for all those important things related to my business and personal life. And I'm going to talk more about that in a little bit. But I want to start out by taking you back in time, getting into the DeLorean, closing those gold wing doors and taking you back to May 16th, 2011. On May 16th, 2011, I published a post on the Smart Passive Income blog called A Day in the Life of Pat. And I'm going to give you a rundown of what life was like back in 2011 right now. So this is kind of where we're starting. I didn't write this post until then because, you know, life changes, things happen over time, and I wish I had done this in the beginning so I can sort of remember exactly what life was like even before I had kids. But at the time of this post, I had one child, my son. He was uh, almost two years old at this time, and uh, this is what life was like. So I mean, I'm not going to read this post word for word, but I'll read sections of it and kind of analyze it, and then you'll see the differences over time, how my life has changed, how my routine has changed, and how it has gotten better over time. Not to say that it was bad back then. You know, part of being an entrepreneur, part of living life is to be able to adjust to the things that happen around you. And, you know, nothing more important and nothing more drastic happens in your life than sort of when you have a kid. I mean, your life just completely changes almost overnight. And um, my life did change when I have a kid. And so this is what life was like with one kid. So I would I would wake up essentially at 7 a.m. So I even say here, my alarm is my son calling for mommy from the other room. And I would go get him and uh, we'd have breakfast together. We'd have playtime. And all this time, my wife is asleep. I let her sleep until 10 a.m. She has the hardest job in the world as a stay-at-home mom. I mean, all moms have a hard job raising children, but a stay-at-home mom especially. And I feel like my wife is the just most underrated player in this whole team Flynn. I mean, nobody gives her credit for the work that she does, but it's so important. And I wouldn't be able to do what I do. Even what I do right now, podcasting, blogging, going to conferences and stuff. I mean, it's all because of her and I'm so thankful for that. And so, you know, I do what I can to give back to her and and I, I want to let her sleep in. And, you know, I'm a little selfish in that way too because that's my time with my son in the morning. So I get my time, my wife gets more sleep and she'll have her time with my son, um, you know, alone time while I'm working later in the afternoon, you'll see. So once my wife wakes up at 10 a.m., we play together more as a family. We have lunch together. And, and by that time, again, my son's only a year and a half, so he's taking two naps during the day at this time. He goes down for a nap at about 10.30 a.m., at which point my wife and I, we talk, we chat, we catch up, we hang out, just you know, watch a little TV together. And then 30 minutes or an hour later, I'll get to work. And at that point, my wife is kind of doing her own thing until my son wakes up. She can't really get deep into anything at this point because my son will wake up in like a half hour typically. And again, I'm talking about back in 2011 when my son was one and a half years old and uh, my business was three years younger than it is now. Um, same type of business though, a lot of content production, a lot of brainstorming, podcasting, blog writing, and things like that. At that time, I go into work mode. So I go in the office, I shut the door, I turn off my phone, I get rid of all the distractions, I turn off Twitter and Facebook, I turn off Skype and things like that. And then I do a lot of things that are that, that don't require too much creativity. So, so a lot of stuff that is maybe repetitive or stuff like answering emails, like th th those things don't require creativity. Um, they're almost brainless in a sense. And, and, and the reason for that, I mean, emails aren't brainless, but you, you know what I mean? They're kind of a repetitive thing that, um, you know, one by one I go through them. There's not such high level thinking at that point. The creativity I save for the nighttime, and you'll see later in the schedule back in 2011 when that comes into play. Um, so that's sort of what happens in the afternoon and I go until maybe 4 or 5 p.m. So I'm working four hours 
uh, so far during the day at this time. And my wife, she knows that when my son wakes up, she's sort of taking care of him while I get work done and playing and, and you know, doing whatever it is that they do, read, all those kinds of things. Then around 5 p.m., I get out of my office and we hang out as a family together. We either go out to dinner or I, I, I mean, I love to cook myself, so I cook. And, um, you know, that's always good because we're health conscious and we try to cook and, you know, have healthy foods. And that was sort of happening around this time, uh, mostly because not too long ago before this, I was just not feeling good. And I wasn't feeling good in the way that I, when my son was almost one years old, I was carrying him up the stairs. And I got to the top of the stairs, 14 steps. I remember because I counted because it was just so insane because when I got to the top, I was completely out of breath. And that was like a big wake-up call for me. Man, if I can't even go up the steps, 14 steps with my son without getting tired, what's going to happen when he's two and running around like mad? What's going to happen when he's five and he wants to play soccer? How am I going to keep up with him? I really need to focus on my health and what I'm eating. And it was just shortly before this post, maybe a few months, that I started to turn things around. So, you know, what we cooked and what we ate was really important. And also, at this time, I was working out, and you'll see that later in this schedule as well. So in the evening after dinner, we'd relax as a family, and then 8 p.m., we'd put our son to sleep. And that took about an hour to do because we'd give him a bath and read and all that stuff. And then 9 p.m., both my wife and I together, we would actually do a workout. And we were doing these at-home fitness workouts. A lot of you who have followed the blog for a while know that I've posted you know, these little before and after pictures. Uh, the first one when I did the P90X program. And at this time, I was talking about the Insanity program by uh, a trainer called Sean T., from the Beachbody network. And so that was really good for us. It kept us fit, but that was the only time we could fit it in during the day was at 9 p.m. So of course, by the end of that, I'm up, I'm excited, I have adrenaline, and I'm ready to get into work slash creative mode. So this is when I'm writing blog posts. This is when I'm brainstorming and doing a lot of creative things. That, that's what I did at that time. It was all the nighttime until about 2 a.m. when I would get to sleep. Now, during those work hours at the nighttime, that's when my wife would get things done around the house because, you know, it's hard to take care of house-related things and, and, and that kind of stuff when you have a one-and-a-half-year-old. So 2 a.m., I'd sleep, and then we'd kind of go through the same cycle every single day. And that was, you know, a flexible schedule, and that's the beauty of doing online business in the way that, that I teach it and, and that I share, where you have a schedule, and that's very important to have, or else you... You know, you tend to cross over those boundaries between personal life and business life. This was after my wife and I had some serious conversations before we had kids when those boundaries were being crossed. I would have conversations with my wife, but at the same time, I'd be thinking about my business. And while I was working on business, I'd be thinking about doing other stuff and not focusing on my business. So having that schedule in place and also, like I said before, a physical space where I can check in and go into work mode, then I can, after work hours are done or whatever my schedule says, I can check out both physically and mentally from work. And that was really important. If you have a family, that's, that's even more important because you want to make sure that you're fair to the people around you and those that you love. So again, this was back in 2011. 2012, uh, I would say a year and a few months later, my wife and I had our daughter. And for any of you who have kids out there, you know that having a second child doesn't 2x the work that you have to do to take care of your children. And it kind of 10x's. Sometimes it feels like 100x. It's a lot. So at that time, we had to make some changes to the schedule, and I wanted to be there to support my wife and taking care of both of the kids at the same time. Luckily, my son was a little bit more independent at that time. He was about three years old, almost three. 
So he was a little bit easier to take, to take care of, uh, but of course, a brand new child in the home. I wanted to be there as much as possible. So a lot of that time I had spent during the day working back in 2011, that was dedicated to my family and more of my work hours went toward the night. And so for those of you who have recently heard about my schedule or perhaps talked to me about it or heard me talk about it on podcasts, on other people's shows, you, you know that my work hours start at 9 p.m. and I don't typically get to bed until 3 p.m. or 4 p.m. or excuse me, 3 a.m. or 4 a.m. So I'm working hard late night because for a few reasons. One, I want to spend all day with my kids. I mean, that's why I do what I do so I can spend time with my kids. So I'm not going to waste that time, that precious time when they're growing up and man, they're growing up so fast. But I also know that if I even tried to work during those hours, I wouldn't be able to focus because I'd, I'd be like, man, those the kids are having fun and they're laughing in the other room. I want to be there. But also they would interrupt me. And I've tried doing work during the day. And even, even if I get into a good 30-hour block of time, you know, it's going to get interrupted at some point or something's going to happen or somebody's going to scream and it's just going to, you know, wipe my attention away from my work, which is hard. And the hardest thing to do when you get out of work mode is get back into it after something. And so I've just, I, I don't even deal with that. I don't even do work and try to do work while the kids are up. I only do work after the kids are asleep. And so again, this is from about two, mid 2012 to you know even just last year, late 2014, my entire schedule, all day with the kids, which I loved, and then hustle at night after they're asleep. And it worked. That's how I got so much done last year. And I loved it. I don't sleep as much as most people do. And I don't want there to be a whole conversation about sleep. I obviously know sleep is important, but I also think that it's not about the number of hours you sleep, but the quality of sleep that you have. And there's a lot of books out there about this. Sean Stevenson was on the podcast before talking about things you can do to optimize your sleep. And I know we've all slept eight hours before and still have woken up groggy. So I'm doing a lot of things that are working in my favor to maximize the kind of sleep that I have. So using apps like like, like Sleep Cycle is an app that I use now to wake me up in certain parts of the cycles of sleep so that it can wake me up at the optimal time when I'm not in deep sleep less of a chance of waking up groggy. Obviously, when you eat better and you exercise, you're gonna sleep better and deeper. And when you get sun in the morning, when you wake up, one of my rituals, some of you might know this who follow me on Instagram, is to go outside and get some sun when I wake up and the sun is up. And and that was something I always did because it helps with your cycle. Um, and so all those sorts of things w help. So I would say on average, I get six, usually a little less hours of sleep. And then I interviewed a person named Hal Elrod in episode 140 of the Smart Passive Income podcast who, you know, it was just very timely because he has this book called The Miracle Morning. And it was at around this time that I was listening to a lot of other podcasts. Again, this was uh, November, December of last year. And on those other podcasts, I kept hearing about people's morning routines. Tim Ferriss, that's a question he asks almost every guest that comes on. Uh, why don't you tell me about your morning routine and what it's like? And every single person has this incredible ritual that happens when they wake up. And the Tony Robbins episode, and I mean, every single episode that Tim does. And, and uh, you know, and John Lee Dumas' show, Entrepreneur on Fire, they, they talk, talk about this all the time too. And I was like, what's the big, like, I, I was like, what's the big deal about this morning thing? I, I'm just the opposite. I do things at night. I would have never thought I would have done this morning thing. But then after talking to Hal on this, in this interview, and you can hear it on episode 140, he talks about the fact that when you start your day by waking up, for you and improving yourself and priming your morning for the rest of your day. It just has a grand effect on everything that you're doing. And that that kind of flipped the switch for me. I was like, wow, 
you know, I always woke up because of an alarm because I had something to do. You know, I set an alarm based on the first thing I have to do that morning. And, you know, when I talked about 2011, it was always my son. And, and that was, that's obviously a great thing to wake up to. But a lot of us who have jobs, we wake up because we're going to go to work. But we wake up because we're going to do something that is somebody else's priority. But what about waking up for you first and doing things to self-improve? And that really caught my attention. And I was like, you know what? I like to experiment with things. Let's try this out. So I put the morning the Miracle Morning into my life. I read that book. I actually read through it twice. It's a short read, but I highly recommend it. And I started to implement parts of it into my daily routine. And I have to tell you, it was not easy. I mean, I, like I said, would go to bed typically around 3 or 4 a.m. And it took a while to get used to waking up at 5.30, 6.30 a.m. I mean, I was just not able to do that. And I remember the first time, you know, I got hooked up with this app called Sleep Cycle to help me wake up. And it, what it does is it kind of uh, runs an alarm for you at the time at which you are not in deep sleep so that you can wake up. I remember waking up to that alarm, which was nice, at 5.30 a.m. those first couple of weeks and then just snoozing. And I'd wake up at my normal hour. I mean, I just was disappointed because like, wow, okay, my body's telling me that this is just not for me. But there are some other things that I did even when I woke up later than I wanted to as I started to transition into this miracle morning and I've added journaling into my life. And that's with the help of 5minutejournal.com. If you go to 5minutejournal.com, all spelled out, written out, the the number is F-I-V-E, 5minutejournal.com. I use that book to journal immediately when I wake up. Uh, or, or close to the point at which I, you know, I, almost immediately after I wake up, I do a few things first and I'll go through my routine in just a second. But that, that's been incredibly eye-opening for me to wake up and think about the things that I'm grateful for and, and, and reflect on those and think about the things I want to accomplish during the day. And that night before I go to bed, which is what this book tells you to do, is to write a few things before you go to bed. There's actually prompts and blank spaces you're supposed to fill in, one, two, and three. I, I think about the things that I accomplished during the day and that were awesome and I can reflect back on reflect back on those and so it puts this nice sort of you know but as soon as I wake up I think about the amazing things in my life and I can prime myself for an amazing day right before I go to bed I think about the amazing things that happened and I can get excited to wake up the next day and do even more and so it's just really cool adding journaling to my life has been really really cool and something that I thought was just kind of for you know teenage girls to write when they, their boyfriends break up with them but no this is something that I hear a lot of people do and I implemented it and it works and I love it and five minute journal is great because it kind of guides you when you journal it's not like just a blank piece of paper and then you start writing uh, do your journal today I I thought about you know no this is like okay write the three things that you're grateful for right now what are three things that you want to accomplish during the day and then before you go to bed what are three amazing things that happened and also what's one thing you wish you improved on or thought you could do better it's amazing i've also implemented meditation into my morning routine as well and i'll talk about the order of operations here in a second but meditation with the help of a tool called muse and maybe heard me talk about this before i talked about it on the blog several times and if you see me wearing it, it's silly. It looks like this little headband. And on this headband, there are sensors that read your brain activity. And when your brain is active, it actually talks to this app that you open up. And when you do a session, when you're listening with your headphones, when your brain is active, you hear rushing water, you hear wind, it's very loud. And when you are calm and your brain is not active and you're focused, you hear hardly anything. You hear maybe trickles of water. And if you're calm for a certain amount of time, you hear birds. 
to kind of validate that you're doing this correctly. And I love that. I love that the fact that this tool validates that I'm doing it right and that my brain is calm because I've tried other apps and there are fantastic apps out there. There's one called Headspace that's amazing that was recommended to me by like 500 people when I started talking about wanting to implement uh, meditation into my life. And that's fantastic. I love that app. The guy's voice is just awesome. I wish I had that voice who's guiding you through this meditation through this app called Headspace. But I remember specifically just wondering, is, is this working? Am I doing it right? I don't know. It was hard to tell. But this app called Calm, which plays along with this tool called Muse, you can find it at choosemuse.com, M-U-S-E. It just validates if you're doing it right or not. And at the end, it sort of gamifies it for you. It tells you how you're doing it. It helps you keep track of where you were at certain points during your session. It helps you understand what days you're best, what what time of the day you're best, how, you know, all this really fantastic information. And that's the kind of person I am. I love validation. I love information. I love data. And to keep track of my progress over time is helpful too. So I've implemented meditation into my life using this tool. I want to give a shout out to my buddy, Michael Moon, who has um, one of my high school friends who showed me this thing. And he's since kind of weaned off of this thing. And I hope to do the same. So it's using this tool to train. But now he's able to, to do it on his own using Headspace. He knows what it feels like. And I hope to do the same thing by the end of the year as well. Another thing that I've been implementing into my morning routine is my exercise. So movement and moving around and exercising. And I've been combining that with some goals that I have for later in the year. So in September, I signed up recently for my first triathlon. A lot of you know, I've been running half marathons and seeing them on Instagram and things like that. I want to go bigger and try harder and keep pushing myself. So I'm going to be doing a triathlon in September of this year. And uh, silly me, I actually signed up for a second triathlon because I just want to keep doing it. And I know that first one's going to be a struggle because I'll have never gone through it before. So I signed up for a second one, which is the week after the first one. So you might call me crazy, but you know what? I love it. I just love pushing myself. And I, I need to set these goals in the future, these things to look forward to. Like before it was the half marathon. Now what's next? A triathlon to keep pushing me forward. Why, you know, why am I waking up today? Well, I have a triathlon in September. You know, that, that kind of thing is helping me. Uh, what's after the, the triathlon? Probably the next triathlon up. So right now I'm training for a sprint triathlon, with his, which is a 750-meter swim, almost a half mile, and then a 12-mile bike ride and a 5K run, so a 3.1-mile run. Uh, and then the Olympic triathlon is twice that. And then, of course, we all know the Ironman triathlon, which is like a, a I, I don't even know how long the swim is. is it's ridiculous. And then it's like a 50- or 100-mile bike ride and then a full marathon after that. I don't know if I'm going to get to that point, but something to shoot for maybe. But I know that I'm making improvements in my life, not just for this triathlon, but for everything else around me. And I, I know from experience that, you know, when I focus on my health and my exercise, it's just made just all these uh, amazing things happen in other parts of my life and my business focus, productivity, you know, how happy I am, my stress levels go down, all this kind of stuff. And my confidence goes up too. Plus, I feel like I look better too, um, you know, cut, cut out a little bit of the fat and more toned. So anyway, it's having a big effect on my life. So those are some things that I've been implementing now into my morning routine. It's, it's been fantastic. And um, I'm going to go over now and finish off this episode talking about what happens the moment after I wake up. And kind of take you through my day now. This uh, this is 2015 we're talking about. So quite a, quite a long time after 2011, the last time I talked about a day in the life of Pat, sort of in a formal way on the blog or the podcast. And the purpose of this whole podcast and, and everything we're talking about here is not so that you can do the exact same routine as me. No, uh, it's to hopefully give you some insight on 
how I do things and hopefully you can pull some inspiration from that so you can implement something in your life uh, that will help you become a better you. I mean, that's what the Miracle Morning has really done for me. So I know Hal listens to this podcast. Hal, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and, and telling us your story, obviously. I mean, that was just such an incredible, inspiring story um, and, and, and tragic story that you told on episode 140 in terms of your accident and everything that you went through. Um, but, you know, we're all thankful for you and thank you personally from me and my family to you for helping us, um, you know, understand how important the morning routine is. And, and really, like I said earlier, it has really set up my day every single day in a perfect way. And I feel like even, even if at 7 a.m., I just quit doing everything for the day and I just sit on the couch all day, I would have at least already accomplished so much. My meditation, my journaling, my reflection, my exercising, all that stuff already done by 7 a.m. I mean, it's just such a cool way to start the day. I'm dedicating the beginning of the day to myself and then I'm giving it to other people. That's what we should be doing. So I highly recommend injecting some miracle morning routine into your life, picking up Hal's book. We'll put it in the show notes for you, of course. This is episode 150 of the Smart Passive Income podcast. So, of course, the show notes are at smartpassiveincome.com slash session 150. But let's get into my morning routine and what it's like now. So recently, I've actually been waking up at 5.30 a.m. Now, with this app called Sleep Cycle, you set your alarm for 5.30, but it might wake you up as early as 5 because we go through these cycles and Oftentimes it does wake me up at 5.10 or 5.15, even though I set my alarm for 5.30. Well, this app tells me that if I wake up at 5.30, instead of when it tells me to, then I would have woken up more groggy. So it wakes me up at the perfect optimal time. So sometimes I have a few extra minutes in the morning. But the first thing I do immediately after I wake up is I go to the bathroom, like my sink, and I wash my face, a couple splashes of water on my face, I brush my teeth, and immediately, right after that, I'm, I'm awake, I'm ready. And so what I, what I do after that is I go downstairs, I grab a glass of water, rehydrate. That was recommended by Hal as well. That's really helpful. And then I'm still in my pajamas at this point. I go to my office and I sit on a special chair that I have in my office that I've dedicated to be the sort of what I call the meditation chair, although I do a lot of other things like read on it and things like that too. So what I do is I sit on that chair and I meditate. So I put on my little headband. And I put on my headphones and I turn on my app called Calm, which goes along with that. And I do a seven minute session. I started with three. I'm moving up to seven. Hopefully I'm going to get into the 12 and then the 20 minute uh, session over time. And uh, I've just found that the longer I go, um, the better chance I have of, of losing that focus. So, you know, I got to a point where uh, in my seven minute session, I could tell every single session after five minutes, I would just lose it. And I would start thinking about these random things like my brain, feel, like it wasn't ready to start thinking so focused for so long. And and now I'm over the seven minute mark. I'm actually getting into the 12 minute sessions now. So I'm, I can f already feel the difference in training my brain into becoming more focused for longer periods of time. It's so cool. So I'll typically do a seven or 12 minute session. And then immediately after that, with my headphones still in, I'll turn my app to iTunes radio and turn on a Mozart channel. So I listen to classical music. And while I'm listening to classical music, I reach over and there's my five-minute journal right there. Again, this is all done, you know, prepared the night before and I don't have to think about anything. It's all done for me because I don't want to waste that decision-making fuel that we have. I mean, this was something that somebody told me once and I, I don't know if they told me or I heard it on a podcast, but they said you have every single day after you wake up a certain amount of fuel in your brain to make tough decisions. And the thing that sort of made me believe this was when you think about the end of your day and and how, you know, sometimes you're just like 
ah, whatever. I mean, the end of the day is when you make stupid decisions. You eat things you maybe shouldn't have and you just don't want to think anymore, right? And so that's kind of what's leading me to believe that this exists. I don't know if it does, you know, uh, health-wise or, or biologically. I, I'm not sure if it's real, but I, I, I want to believe it. And uh, I feel like it's true. So I save all my important decision-making decisions for big decisions that I need to make, not, you know, what do I do in the morning? It's already laid out for me. It's all done, natural, just kind of flows into it immediately after I wake up. So after I meditate, I listen to Mozart and I grab my five-minute journal and my pen's there already and I start writing that day's entry. And I finish that day's entry, I close the book, I get up, I go to the kitchen and uh, I typically grab one more glass of water at that point. And then I go upstairs, I put on my exercise clothes it depends what I'm going to be doing. I either run or I bike. And I know the night before what I'm going to do. It's based off of the workout schedule that I have by a trainer that I have who's helping me swim, bike, and run this triathlon. And so what I know what I'm going to do. I have those clothes laid out already. So I put on my running shorts or I put on my bib. Uh, you know, sort of looks like a wrestler's outfit with the straps, you know, for, for biking. Um, and then I go exercise and I'll typically go at least 30 minutes. That'll probably go up in the future as I get closer to the triathlon. But 30 minutes is good now to get a good, you know, 5K in or a 10 mile bike ride. Uh, you know, that, that's that's what it's been about so far. And then I come back home and then immediately when I come home, I turn on the hot pot which heats up some boiling water because I'm about to make a coffee. But first I go and shower. So the water's heating. I go and shower, come back down, clothes are ready. I'm already in clothes to start the day. I'm not in pajamas anymore. And I'm, I'm, I'm very awake at this point, obviously, because I've just worked out. And so I grab the water that's hot. I make myself a coffee, a bulletproof coffee, actually. You can look that up if you don't know what that is. And then while I'm doing that, I'm reading while I'm drinking my coffee and reading, which is a part of the Miracle Morning as well. And I'm not reading for too long, maybe 20 minutes, because by that time it's about 7 a.m., at which point my son will wake up and uh, we'll start the day together. And at that point, I'm very happy and excited and energetic. And, you know, I, I make sure he gets all his clothes on and I feed him breakfast and we talk and we hang out. We I prime him for the day, ask him what he's excited about, those types of things. And then my wife is up and then my daughter's up too. And we all go together to bring my son to school. And that's the coolest thing. So I've already done a lot during the day. I've accomplished the exercising. I don't need to do that anymore during the day. I've already thought about what I'm about to do because I've written about that in the journal. So when I get into work mode, I already know what to do. Now work mode doesn't happen yet. And what happens is we both bring my son to school, which is awesome. I, I, we're definitely, except for Friday sometimes, we're definitely the only couple that, can, that, that brings our kid to preschool together. And that's so cool. Even the teachers have noticed, they ask, you know, how, how is that able to happen? A lot of the other parents ask, how are you both able to come and bring your son each day? I think that's so cool. I wish we could do that. And I'm just like so thankful for this lifestyle that I've been able to create and to be able to do this. Like it's so cool. And um, I'm just very thankful. So of course, those conversations with those parents and uh, end up being discussions about online business and passive income and flexible hours and that sort of thing. And so we come back home, play with our daughter for a little bit, read, uh, you know, sing and she loves to dance. So we dance. We have a little dance studio that we created in the house for her. We dance there or now she's actually getting into dance classes. So every uh, once a week she goes to dance class and I can go with her for that as well, which is really cool. My work hours start after lunch. So in the mornings after, if we're not doing anything, my wife will get her own stuff done. She'll exercise and jog at that time or go out and do a, a workout or of some kind. And then she, like, that's her time. And that's my alone time with, with my daughter too, which is really cool. And then we'll have lunch together. And then kind of like before in 2011, I'll get into work mode. But I've sort of 
learned how to write during this time and be creative during this time. I don't save that till, till night, even though I still work a little bit at night, like I'm recording this podcast right now at night, but I don't sleep quite as late as I used to before I go to bed, uh, you know, midnight now. So I still have about five and a half to six hours of sleep, but it's kind of just shifted around a little bit. But I feel like I start my day off better and I end on a higher note because I'm just so thankful for everything that I've already accomplished. Well, let's fill in the gaps. I, I missed out a whole uh, afternoon and evening there. So I'll work during the afternoon, at which point my wife will be taking care of my daughter and also go to school to pick up my son. Sometimes if there's not much going on, I'll go with her to pick him up too because he can be kind of crazy sometimes running around the you know schoolyard af- uh, with some of his friends and stuff. And then we might get some errands done or my wife might get her shopping done, you know, grocery shopping at the time while I'm still in the office. And then at five o'clock, I'm out of the office every single day, except for Wednesdays. Wednesday is my day to get out of the house and go to downtown where I go and work in a co-working space. And I'm testing this, but it's been really good to sort of once a week get out of the house. That's my full day to do some high level stuff and really kind of walk away and start writing. And, you know, that I'm, I'm dedicating that time to book related things. And you'll hear more about my book if you haven't already on SPI TV and more later in other podcast episodes in the future. And that's been really cool to have that day for me away. I schedule that time Wednesday every Wednesday is the day that if somebody's in town, that's the day I go and meet them for coffee or have dinner with them and I come home before the kids go to bed so I can tuck them in. I mean, that's my one day a week that is just for me. And that's the one day my wife knows that she's going to have full you know, care of the children. Now, her day is Sunday. That's her day to do whatever she wants. And that's the day that I take full responsibility for the kids. So we kind of trade off. And that's this is what's working for us now. But it's probably going to change once our daughter goes to school or our son gets into kindergarten. He has different hours. I mean, that's really what it's all about, working with what you have and adapting to the situation. And this is how we've adapted now. And it's been really great. So after 5 p.m., either I, uh, you know, I come out of the office and we have dinner together. Typically, I cook it at home. We've been trying really hard to do that more and not go out as much. It's been really fun and I get the kids involved in in the cooking now with prepping certain things. You know, we make our own gluten-free pizzas and they put the cheese on and the pepperoni on and that sort of thing. Or, you know, if anything needs stirring, I let my son or daughter do it, Um, obviously in a safe way, nothing over the stove, things like that. We have dinner together, which is great. We spend the evening playing with Legos or doing activity books and reading and things like that. And then around eight o'clock, it's time to get them ready for bed. So we give them a bath and we put them in their PJs. We read them. Uh, Right now, we're actually in the middle of reading Harry Potter. We're almost at the end of the first book, actually. We've been reading just a few pages a day, but it's been adding up. And my son's actually following the story quite well. And um, then we put them to bed. And at 9 p.m., once they're both down, if I have work to do, I'll finish it up and do a couple hours of work at night. Or if not, that's uh, me and my wife's time to hang out, catch up on some TV that we've recorded. I mean, we don't cut out TV totally, but we've cut out a lot of it. But we've been utilizing the DVR to kind of time shift and be able to watch TV when, when we want to. Um, we don't watch Dancing with the Stars anymore, which is something I mentioned in this post back in 2011. But we are big fans of a few other shows like The Walking Dead, Game of Thrones. You know, I'll throw in a DVD every once in a while, like Back to the Future, of course, right? Um, and then I've gone over the Star Wars series every uh, few months just to kind of get that into my brain again. I just love Star Wars. And, and that's what my day is like. And then we go to bed. And uh, before I go to bed, of course, I finish off my journal entry and talk about three things that, um, you know, fill in the prompts for the three things that were awesome during that day. And it's really cool just to be like, yeah, that was awesome. And I even that becomes even a, a conversation starter between me and my wife when we're in bed getting ready. And uh, then I finish off with what's one thing I wish I could have done better. And then I go to bed. 
and then I start the same thing the next day. Again, still it's very flexible, which is really cool. And I think it also helps because when I work in the afternoon, I can get more stuff done that re- that requires sort of conversations and interaction with other people. That was something that I didn't really do much of before. And I'm not going to force people to stay up till 4 a.m. unless they're like in Australia. I mean, me and Gideon Shalwick have great conversations, you know, really late at night because that's the afternoon for him in Australia. But, you know, it's it's just been really cool to to have normal work hours during the day when my wife knows I'm in work mode and she has things to do and, and her responsibilities. And then me, I have my responsibilities and taking care and getting the kids ready in the morning and that sort of thing. I mean, it's a great back and forth. And it, it did require a lot of conversation, working together, adjustments, keeping track, wondering how we can make things better and always keeping conscious about that. And it's been working out really well. And the, mor- the Miracle Morning has definitely been a big part of it. And uh, hopefully that just gives you some insight on what I've been up to and how things have been running lately. I mean, my productivity has been off the charts. And, you know, it's largely in part to the team that I've built over the last couple of years. And, um, you know, obviously, thanks to everybody on my team. You can hear more from them in episode 138. If you haven't already, you actually literally hear from them in that episode. And it's not just that, though. But it's, it's because I've been just completely focused, like, Ever since starting the morning routine, I feel like when I'm working, I am just on it. And I remember today, actually, I just had a um, shoot, uh, like a film shoot, a recording with my videographer, Caleb, downtown, and we just cranked it out. Like there was no, I mean, it was just the most amazing film shoot, just spot on, one takes, like everything I did today, I felt was on it and no waste of time. And I feel like now, especially because the kids are so young, I want to make sure that every second, every minute I spent working is for a purpose and is, is for something, a goal that I'm looking forward to accomplishing. Every minute I waste, I feel like that's time taken away from other things that I could be doing or spending time with my kids. And that makes me feel terrible when I catch myself, and I still catch myself every once in a while, going to, going down a YouTube hole or a Facebook, you know, scrolling like 10 pages down on Facebook because there's just really interesting videos and funny captions and cool quote cards and things like that. I mean, it's really easy to get lost in all that stuff. But because I've been implementing the meditation and the journaling and just being really focused, it's really easy for me to get back on when I fall off that wagon. So that's that's my routine. So hopefully you enjoyed that episode. I want to know what you think. So if you have your own routine or you have comments about mine, you know, let's talk about it. Go to smartpassiveincome.com slash session 150 and let me know what you think. I'm really curious to hear what you think and what you, and, and even, you know, I would love for you to share your morning routine or if you've recently adopted the miracle morning thanks to Hal and his book I'd love to hear your thoughts too and how it's changed you if it has changed you maybe you tried it and it didn't work out for you but it is totally working out for me and I'm just so excited to wake up every single day and do stuff for me get stuff done improve on my physical health my mental health learn in these books that I'm reading every morning while I'm reading coffee or drinking coffee and just improving myself and then being able to use that energy and and, and everything that I've been doing and being productive with to help others, not only my family, but all of you listening to this too. Uh, That's how I've been able to get so much done already in these first couple months of this year. And um, hopefully that inspires you. So let me know what you think. Again, smartpassiveincome.com slash session 150. And you can even learn more about what I've been up to and even see what I've been up to by going to watchspi.tv. This is my brand new TV channel. Every Friday on the blog, I post a new video in this sort of 
TV show that I have. I mean, it's not on TV. It's on YouTube. It's also on, on iTunes as well if you want to. I mean, you're on iTunes right now, most of you who are listening to this podcast. You can just quickly subscribe to the video show too. So you can go to watchspi.tv and subscribe from there, whether YouTube or iTunes, whatever is good for you. So uh, go ahead and check that out. I don't think I've mentioned that yet here on the podcast. Also, I want to take a quick moment just to thank you. I don't know if you realize this, but you've had, you, the listeners, have made a massive impact on the direction of where Smart Passive Income has gone. Uh, as a result of you, I've been interviewing certain guests that you've recommended. As a result of uh, your recommendations, I've been tackling different topics that are, that are of high interest to you. Uh, in addition to that, I created a brand new podcast called Ask Pat, which you may have heard of before. And on that show, I answer voicemail questions from you as well. You can actually check that out at askpat.com. But that wouldn't happen if it wasn't for you. Obviously, Ask Pat, there needs to be questions in addition to my answers in order to make that show a success, and, and I'm so thankful that uh, it's there, and, and I have you to thank for that. I also have you to thank for pushing me to create some online courses to help you through a number of the, of the different problems and pains that you might be having with your online business, uh, the, the scaling of it, just even the start and the process of it. Um, even though there's a lot of great free information here via the podcast, I know, and I know this from my own experience as well, courses can be life-changing because you you purchase a course and you are just in that mindset of actually doing that thing that that course tells you to, to do. And I have a number of different courses available to you if that's the kind of thing you need in order to actually finally start getting results and taking action. So I know a number of you have already taken action, which is fine. Like I'm not trying to push these courses on you, but they are there and available for those of you who would much prefer to get that targeted information and the accountability and the handholding through those processes. So if you want to check out and see all the courses that are available to you, all you have to do is go to smartpassiveincome.com slash courses. That's a page that's going to continually grow over time as well. So keep checking back, smartpassiveincome.com slash courses. I look forward to uh, to hopefully seeing you there, man. Thank you guys so much for listening in on this and and you know just spending time with me, thinking about you know how our routine is, what our day is like, and kind of getting an insight on what life is like as Pat, at least today in 2015. I'll have to revisit this maybe in episode 200 or maybe in the next you know uh, maybe episode 250. We can talk about this again and see how my life has changed. Uh, it's always fun to think about what your life is like and how it was and what you've done to change it and improve it if you have. So hopefully you're all making improvements. You know, hope, hopefully this episode has given you something in terms of what you can do to improve and optimize yourself, not just for you, but for others around you too. So thank you so much. I appreciate it. Check out the show notes. Leave me a comment at smartpassiveincome.com slash session 150. Love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Take care. I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Smart Passive Income Podcast at www.smartpassiveincome.com.